Welcome to the Daily Objective, day 19 of the war in Israel. Um, before we get to today's topic, let's uh yeah, let's discuss some of the some of the news. Uh so last night, I'm I'm not sure to what extent this is reported, by the way, uh, you know, in Western media, but uh there were uh six terrorists by some reports uh killed uh by Israel when they uh, arrived uh, from the sea. They basically uh, uh, left Gaza through some sort of tunnel that exited into the sea and then uh, crossed into uh, to Israel and then were uh, neutralized, as they say. And um, again, like this is six terrorists who, you know, had they not been uh, caught on time, could have done some uh, real damage and killed uh, probably many people. I did see yeah. that report on uh, cable news on two different cable news channels th- uh, today, earlier today, about the amphibious assault that was attempted by Hamas on Israel. Um, so the assault continues, uh, the monstrous aggression con- and the rockets yeah. keep coming and coming and coming. Yeah, the rockets, <clears throat> the rockets keep coming. They are, uh, you know, they, they do target the center of Israel. There's a. Uh, uh, you know, when when there's fewer of them, I I tend to believe that that is because uh, of of Hamas's decision, not because Israel uh, you know has, has eliminated their ability to uh, fire rockets. So yeah, there's uh, this uh, keeps happening. Uh, Israel is still, of course, not uh, started the ground operation, not really intensified uh, airstrikes, although depending on who you ask, they may have intensified a little bit. But clearly, if there are still rockets, there are still terrorists coming in, uh, they're not intense enough. And and Western um, media is still inflating the numbers, taking their numbers from Hamas on how many people are killed in Gaza. I don't know why major Western media outlets continue to believe the word of the people that did the atrocities on the 7th of October, but yeah. they did. And and when you see those numbers, you see them uh, as as reported from the Gaza Health Ministry or the Gaza whatever ministry. And of course, that is always Hamas. Please, if you do follow Western media, remember whenever you hear the Gaza something ministry, that is Hamas. It is not uh, some independent uh, body. Uh, the the UN uh, General Secretary has uh, apologized. Of course not. He has. Uh, um expressed anger at his words being twisted now there's a clip of him this was not somebody uh you know half quoting him uh there's a clip of him saying what uh what we quoted him yesterday as saying uh yeah. that uh, that the, the the Hamas attacks didn't happen in a vacuum they happened uh after 56 years of uh of living under Israeli occupation, occupation. so oppression and violence i mean he bought into the terrorist line so uh yeah the the bs coming out of the u.n general secretary today is just that more bs yeah and and that i think belongs in the category of callback to our uh, uh reality show episode about diplomacy where uh you see uh, not syria what's his name uh, erdogan in, in turkey um who you know, there was an incident with them in 2009. I think Israel was uh, too soft militarily in that incident and then too soft diplomatically in that incident and eventually apologized. Or, uh, look it up, the um, the flotilla, uh, the 2009 flotilla, flotilla of supposedly peace activists coming from Turkey to Gaza, being told by Israel to turn around 
then uh, um, I think one of the issues was inspecting whether or not they have weapons. Eventually, the one uh, the one ship that didn't turn around, Israel sent in some uh, troops unarmed, and uh, those uh, troops, you know, faced. Uh, I think nine of them were seriously injured. Um, yeah, so so Israel apologized for that incident. Now, uh, eventually, and, and I think paid um, compensation, and we see how that has worked out. Diplomacy, uh, you know, when you when you try to uh, have diplomatic relations with people like Erdogan, uh, that is what you are choosing. You are choosing basically to sanction your enemies, and that's what Israel is doing. And speaking of sanctioning your enemies, uh, and it's kind of, a, I think, a good segue to today's topic. So Israel uh, is now reporting, uh, or, or there have been reports that there is serious progress about a deal to release the hostages, potentially all the hostages. Uh, that deal is brokered by Qatar. I've heard Israeli officials praise Qatar in this context. Um, uh, yeah, Qatar, of course, uh possibly the largest per capita state sponsor of Islamic terrorism, uh, the place where Hamas's leadership actually lives. Yeah, they're putting uh, up Hamas in a Ritz-Carlton hotel, you know, the leadership, mind you, in a Ritz-Carlton hotel in Qatar. And yeah, there's good yeah. faith negotiators on something like this. Yeah, and, and again, when we, we need to remember when we compare this to, to 9-11, call it Israel's 9-11, in America's 9-11, America's uh, first target was Afghanistan, and the reason for that was because they were hosting Al Qaeda. So that you know that um, this this doesn't translate to Qatar, unfortunately. And um, yeah. Uh, well, we just saw the meeting between the terrorist leaders of Hezbollah and Hamas too in Lebanon. We've also just witnessed uh, over the last uh, a couple of days a series of coordinated attacks on United States military bases in northern Iraq and eastern Syria. The remaining bases in that area after our fight with ISIS are now under aggressive assault from Iranian proxies. The Yemen is now firing missiles and trying to help attack Israel straight from Yemen. Do not what we were saying has been utterly vindicated. This is a coordinated attack from the Islamic Republic of Iran on both the United States and Israel. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and by the way, uh, one of the one of the things I'm reading about why Israel hasn't started its ground operation yet is that America uh, asked Israel to wait so that America can uh, send its uh, defense forces to defend its own bases in the in the region. So again, of the of the different reasons I read of why this is delayed, this is not the worst one. Uh, well, it's worse, but it's still pretty pathetic in my mind. Um, that nothing should delay this response. We should we have the we should be willing and be stating that we're going to use those mighty aircraft carrier groups that we're sending to the region against Iran. That's what we should be doing. But that's my view. Yeah, but uh, again, let's hope you know something. Something serious happens uh, from the Israeli and maybe American side against uh, against the wider uh, Iranian uh, Islamic terrorist family. Uh, we'll see whether or not that is that is coming uh, anytime soon. We will, of course, continue to be here. By the way, another news update that I forgot. Maybe maybe this will be the. Uh, kind of the theme of these shows. Israel uh, again bombed the um, uh, runway in Aleppo airport 
it's it's kind of funny. This is the fourth time uh, in a couple of weeks that that runway has been bombed because they're going to use that to bring terrorists and and ammunitions to the terrorists. Uh, you know, in in uh, in Lebanon and in Syria, if uh, anybody is going to attack from from there, you know, again, this this is. If you don't, if you don't attack the source, then it will continue to come, and uh, they can they can fix the runway as we've seen because you don't bomb the same runway four times if it's not fixed three times. So, yeah. You know, I read a horrible uh, report, and you know, Western media and Western opinion is being so manipulated by this hostage stuff. They've released four of the roughly 200 or more hostages that they took that day. Now, they're doing it obviously for propaganda purposes. They're doing it obviously to, so that Israel, Israel and America, and America will continue to, help, to urge Israel to hold back. They're obviously playing us, completely playing us. Now, I read a New York Post article uh, about this woman who was released, this woman in her 80s who was re uh, released uh, the other day. Um, she was beaten by a stick. She saw people being beaten around her. She was slung over a motorcycle like, like, like as if it was an animal and driven right into Hamas. Now, she described the Byzantine intricate tunnel system that they have under there. She said that she was fed white cheese and cucumber. Uh, so she uh, was kept alive. They treated people's injuries. Of course, they kept some people in relatively better conditions so they could use them as propaganda tools. If yeah. for five minutes you think the people who could gouge out eyes, mutilate dead bodies, burn people alive, shoot babies in the head and then behead them, rape people to the point that their bones are broken. If you think these people showed any mercy to these people for anything other than propaganda purposes, and if you are sucked in to that propaganda BS, then you are simply playing into the hands of Hamas. These people are only doing this for propaganda, and unfortunately, much in the, the Western media and from, from what I can tell, even the Biden administration is being affected by this. And it is only the product of the appeasement of the past. It is every time Israel engaged in one of these uh, prisoner swaps. It's every time America offers billions of dollars for Iranian uh, uh, captives. Every time we do that, we are encouraging more hostage taking. So if we continue to appease like that. And we said the other day that if we had some trick, lied to them to get the hostages out, uh, then it would still be required on us to break that agreement. Otherwise, we would be sanctioning more hostage taking. Any deal that we make to get any hostages out would have to be broken if we made it. We would have to violate our own word to demonstrate to them in the world that we were lying. And otherwise, we're sanctioning now, this is what I'm really concerned about, the hostages of the future. How many hundreds more hostages will be taken by Islamicist monsters? Uh, you know, they're happy to take Israeli and American hostages. Some of them will be treated better than the others, and they'll use those as propaganda tools. Yeah, um, the hostages the hostages of the present are the hostages of the future of uh, the Gilad Shalit deal, where Israel gave over a thousand terrorists, uh, released over a thousand terrorists, uh, in exchange for him. But it's our appeasement that has caused this and further appeasement on these lines will only endanger more hostages. Yeah, uh, and about that, um, <clears throat> the press conference with the uh, the woman who was released. So <clears throat> that was that was very controversial in Israel. Now, I don't I don't see any, uh, you know, legitimate uh, way to prevent her from having the press conference. But, 
yeah, uh, you know, the way this is twisted, especially if it's if it's uh, if it's in Hebrew, but even when it's in English, you can you can always edit, you can cut stuff out of uh, out of video. You know, she so she was saying, yeah, how how uh, you know she was beaten with a stick when they took her uh, into Gaza, and then yeah, she said, you know, uh, as as hostages, you know, they treated us well or something to that effect. Which of course they have to if they want to negotiate. They, they you know, uh, Israel in the past gave uh, you know released terrorists for 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 the bodies of soldiers, but uh, the price for a living uh, hostage a, a hostage who is alive and well is always going to be higher. So of course they do that, and 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 um, then in in Western some Western media, and certainly if you you know go down the rabbit hole of Twitter which I don't recommend, then you see people cutting just that part of it. And there was a, there was another interview on the radio with one of the hostages who was released last week telling about, uh, also in Hebrew, telling about the um, the horrors of when they took over uh, the, the, the village that she was in or the kibbutz she was in. And she said, you know, at some point when the IDF got there, there was some crossfire and people, you know, died in that crossfire. And I saw a translation of it where it says uh, Israelis were killed by Israeli fire, which, of course, may have been the case in Crossfire. That's the kind of stuff that happens. But that was not what she said. And so, um, yeah, everything. No. And everything, everything that can be used against Israel will be. And then things that can't be will be made up and and then will be used against Israel. Do you think that they're treating IDF soldiers that they took hostage well? Do you think they're treating everybody the same? Do you think that these monsters who did these atrocities on October 7th would hesitate for one minute? I mean, they killed fifteen around 1,500 people and they spared about 200 people as hostages. You think for one minute they were spared for any other purpose than for their propaganda games? And to the extent we play into it, to the extent we reward it and sanction it, we're just begging for more hostages because it's been our past appeasement on these issues that has encouraged this very thing to happen. Yeah, um, and and when when we say when we say we're encouraging it by you know by um, giving them what they want by releasing prisoners uh for for hostages it's not just that we're encouraging it the the prisoners israel is releasing if you look at you know some of the prisoners israel released uh in the gilad shalit uh um, deal were involved in this so you are releasing the murderers of of uh of future victims and uh yeah you know the, the people who are prisoners in israeli prison are there for a reason they're not there, you know, they're not there um, being held, you know, uh, while uh, the papers are filed or anything. They're held, they're there for a reason. Uh, and um, yeah, if, if they should leave anywhere, it is, it should be to uh, meet their 72 virgins. Now, as we've said, if there is some chance, but a realistic one, a chance to save these hostages or to deceive Hamas into some kind of a deal, okay, uh, we do value innocent human lives much more than they do. They do not value even their own innocent human lives, as they've proven time and time again, uh, holding up their own babies as shields in effect every chance they get. Uh, But the point is that we can't let that stop an effective response, however. Far more effective is killing the hostage takers, or far more important is killing the hostage takers, it seems to me. Uh, If a chance should uh, avail itself, 
I, I have high respect for the skills of the IDF. I don't know if the leadership would let them exercise all those skills and uh, their effective power. But on the other hand, if that has to be a secondary consideration, we have to be thinking about future hostages and wiping Hamas off the map. And Hezbollah, by, by the way, off the map. And until we do that, as you say, th this sort of thing will go on yeah. on uh and on. Speaking of Hezbollah, I don't even mention it anymore. But of course, the rockets keep coming. They, they're, you know, uh, there's, there's not many of them because, of, of course, we know that the terrorist organizations determine what happens when in these conflicts, and uh, they're not. They've determined that they want Israel, I guess, to be uh, a bit busier before they, uh, they do their big attack. And of course, this is why the, the, the runway in Aleppo is, is being bombed. Um. Now we say, you know, uh, go straight to the source and and get rid of that. But at the very least, get rid of Hezbollah. You know, there there's nowhere to send the weapons and the uh, well, the terrorists maybe, but there's nowhere to send the weapons from Iran if Hezbollah is not there. But of course, that's not going to happen. Thank you, Apollo Zeus, uh, Gail Parker, and Bonnie Bertrand for the super chats. Uh, Jeff Bannister, thank you for the super chat. Jeff says. When Lex Friedman showed up here the other day, interested in diplomacy, he was serious. How can you talk with these people? Well, uh, so here's the here's how you you do it. Here's the uh, the complete guide. First, you drop any principles you may hold. Uh, you forget about that, especially if they're they're good principles. Uh, and you know you become you become a pragmatist, and then you tell yourself uh, that the people who uh, commit the atrocities that you see are really actually uh doing it because you know uh, they're victims of something and that the people who are defending them are uh uh you know defending them because they're the victims of something you need to do a lot of mental gymnastics to be able to and that that's that's generous on my part i think uh in, in most cases the people who advocate diplomacy uh with such people are evil themselves Yes, of course. It's pure sanctioning of it. I mean, they wouldn't in, in any other normal context, if it weren't the fact that there is this hatred of Israel uh, on the alt-right and, uh, and on so much of the left in Western, in, in Western society, if it weren't for that tribalist hatred of Jews and this civilization itself, as far as I'm concerned, they wouldn't be sanctioning it. They know it. They know that sanctioning Hitler was, would only encourage Hitler. They suspend that kind of judgment here and for a reason an ideological reason um that we've explored many times uh you know when you see hezbollah and uh, hamas getting together when you see attacks coming from yemen when you see u.s bases in eastern syria being attacked it's there's no doubt this is a coordinated assault between uh, Iran, with all of its proxies, and there can be absolutely no doubt of it at this point now, with uh, Israel and the United States, and we have to treat it as that kind of a war. Unless we treat it like that kind of a war, this October 7th, 9-11s, and more littler stuff between will continue to happen over and over and over. Expect it, my friends. It's unmistakable what we're seeing. We have to get to the Hydra. As I've said many times, it is Iran that has been fun. We, we see the weapons. We've now seen captured some of the weapons of the Hamas terrorists. Where do they come from? Iran, North Korea. Those are the places 
where we can identify the weapons that Hamas is using come from. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake, this is Iran. If it weren't for the billions, frankly, we know hundreds of millions have gone to both Hamas and Hezbollah and Islamic Jihad, by the way. We know missiles are coming now from Yemen. We know American bases are being attacked. When is the world gonna wake up and realize the evil of Iran? If we can take them out, I'm sure Israel could have would have no problem dealing with Hamas and Hezbollah. But America needs to come to Israel's aid when it comes to the evil Islamic Republic of Iran, who I believe is behind it all. And when I hear ex-president Barack Obama say, oh, it'll backfire if Israel goes too far in this. He's got blood on his hands. It was his sanctioning of Iran, letting them get billions upon billions in oil revenue and frozen assets from their bank accounts back when he was president that helped fund this. Uh, it, <clears throat> people, I think, at this point know my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, Obama. Uh, Obama's statement was, uh, you know, I'm glad you said what you had to say about it. I have nothing to say about Obama except, you know, good riddance. But we we still hear from him. Uh, uh, Frank says I've heard that October seventh was like the 1916 Arab Revolt. I don't know enough about the 1916 Arab Revolt. I um, that is disgusting I... to me. That is, the Ottoman Empire was an oppressive Muslim empire, and they oppressed to the point of treating like slaves other Muslims who were in their empire, including Arabs. And the Arab revolt, although it was a religiously motivated, tribalistic thing, uh, you know, it, it is utterly different. It was fighting back against Turkish, Ottoman Turkish oppression. To have any kind of comparison here is bizarre and morally gross in my view. I'm sorry. As a historian, yeah. I found that offensive. Uh, by the way, Frank clarifies in the regular chat, James, I heard this from a Palestinian person. So it's of not course, right. Frank, 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 I, I think this is the second time I you got in trouble. Better, for, Frank. For super of course, you were just reporting. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, so. Okay. Uh, Enric says my super chat is in a prior comment. YouTube AI won't let me publish it here. Uh, I will try to find that. James, do you have anything to add about uh, about the situation, let's say, with the hostages and about the um, uh, the impending deal with uh, brokered by Qatar? I don't know if we have the details of what that might be. So it's kind of hard to judge. And again, like like we said, like you said today, like we've said over the past few days, and this will also be the topic, by the way, for members of the Philosophy Forum this Saturday about, you know, when you should keep your word and when you should break it, which is, of course, in this case, I think it's it's uh, if you give your word, you're, you're, you know, at the point of a gun, you give your word uh, and then you defend, uh, you save the lives of the people whose lives are at risk. And then you absolutely break your word. I think you're, you're uh, morally, you have to break your word. I think I really point. do. Here they have guns to here. Why are they even beating an 80 some year old woman with a stick? Her husband is still in custody. They've got a gun to people like that's head right now. We cannot reward that kind of behavior. Yes. Do whatever trick if it can really work. And I'm don't I'm not so sanguine on the working working part. They're obviously playing us. They're obviously playing us. And if we were to enter negotiations so that it delays a, an effective technique, a, t a tactic uh, uh, against against them, so that we're delaying our response, 
then of course they're just playing us with the negotiations. We should never be allowed. We, we should never allow them to play us with such uh, dangling uh, the hopes of saving the hostages. That is exactly their strategy. Now, uh, as you say, if there is some kind of deal and we can get them released, then we must violate that rule, uh, the agreement. We must. We could not honor that agreement. Uh, otherwise, as I say, think of all the future hostages. Think of our appeasement in the past that caused this hostage taking, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot repeat that. There'd be an open-ended, indefinite number of future hostages, more women and men in their 80s, infants being taken, sick people being taken, hostage. That will happen more if we allow it to be rewarded at all. <sighs> Sorry, I was muted. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, by the way, Enric, uh, yeah, as Daniel mentioned in the in the uh, chat, <clears throat> the only message uh, that that I can also see from you is released less than two percent of the hostages. Uh, so if that was the super chat, then we have just read it. But if it was something else, please send it to Daniel uh, quickly, or otherwise we'll read it. And uh, not me, but whoever is on the reality show will read it on that show uh that that's by the way the first show on the channel in two weeks and i haven't been on so uh enjoy that uh <clears throat> while it lasts and um been working so hard rosie you really have i really admire your dedication and hard work lately truly i appreciate that uh, i i uh you know i wish uh and, and hope that uh, the israeli government surprises me and makes my job easier uh, by finishing this war by tomorrow's daily objective and uh, we can have a celebratory episode like we used to do very regularly uh yeah people who have just found this channel in the past couple of weeks might think we are far more pessimistic people than we uh, uh really oh, are in normal when, day. When, when the israeli government announced the death of certain hamas leaders today i woke up to that news i my wife and I cheered. My wife and I absolutely cheered the death of every single one of the uh, terrorist leaders that IDF claims to have killed. And it's cause for celebration. Now, if you if all you Christian folks out there think that turning the other cheeks the right thing and that all human life, even these aggressive monsters who could rape and burn children alive are, are uh, uh, not worthy of celebrating their deaths. I'm afraid you and I live in different moral universes altogether. Yeah, I remember in the early, uh, not the early, sometime in the 2000s. I don't I don't remember what year it was even uh, roughly, but. Uh... Israel killed a few of Hamas's uh, uh, top leaders, like names that, you know, I didn't have to Google or, or read the article to know who they were. I already knew who they were. And yeah, that was always a, a, a cause for celebration because the person deserved to die. On the other hand, uh, and, and, you know, it hurt their operation that each, each of the, these people died. But it's not enough. Uh, you know, like uh, like Hamas says, you know, Hamas is an idea. You can kill the leaders. Well, we need to kill all the people who believe in the idea. And then if anybody, uh, you know, if there's blowback, if anybody sees that and is convinced to uh, become a terrorist, we should kill them too. It's not difficult. I know it, it sounds bad because you think of the numbers of deaths. Well, the numbers of deaths should be at the very least the number of people who are uh, who are dedicating their life to killing as many uh, innocent people as possible. The, that's it. You can't get sucked into that number game, ladies and gentlemen. 
the number of Palestinian casualties in this must be many, many, many times higher than both what happened on October 7th and the IDF forces who themselves will be dying here. Don't forget that. Any rational defense here is going to mean IDF soldiers get killed. And don't play the numbers game. Winning this war means fewer of our side die and lots and lots more of their side die. Okay? So it's a good thing when the casualty numbers on their side are many times greater than on our side. Keep that in mind, people. Uh, thank you, Jonathan, for the super chat. Just quickly before we go, I got a text from Enric saying that the super chat was, if the prime minister had courage, he would explain and convince uh, the citizens that destroying Hamas is the priority above saving hostages. I don't think that would be so controversial in Israel. That's the thing. I think the the, the coward here is Netanyahu. The Israeli people uh, understand that you know many many died and and likely more will die and it might might be the hostages and it might be soldiers but Hamas needs to needs to be eliminated uh, as soon as possible so yeah uh, the the bad guy is the leader and uh, unfortunately the the you know it's not the people... reaction in Tel Aviv I'm so worried about it's the reaction in New York and London that I'm worried about Razi yeah well. Uh, in any case, we will we will continue to cover what happens, what the reaction is, and uh, we will do it uh, every single day, more or less, uh, uh, on uh, the daily objective and the reality show on weekdays. The reality show is uh, scheduled to have already started, so it'll start in about a minute and a half or two. Thank you, James. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll see you uh, over there in a minute. Bye. You well.